Hey everybody, it's Star Sound Speaks, Irliana Samsara here with the Star Sound Speaks podcast. This is episode 227. Welcome. And um, this is our um the the 2023 year ahead. It is by no means definitive, but what I'm going to do here is just talk about some very big highlights of the major there's like a five major points that I'm going to cover, uh, major transits, um, and uh, speak about a couple of really important dates that I want you to definitely take a note of in terms of uh, the words that are coming to me or transformational opportunities for the collective. Yes, it's coming. I know a lot of, of astrologers have been saying, and it's true, you know, like these this year, it's not going to be as loud and, and as grating as the last three, you know, outwardly grating. You know, we had the Saturn, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, you know, in 2020, and we don't have to repeat that one. We all know where that led. 2020, 2021, and the Uranus-Pluto, um, the, you know, the, the square with Uranus and, um, not Uranus-Pluto, sorry, and the square with Uranus and Saturn for two years, a lot of angst and things, um, obviously, on the external. This one's more internal, uh, but we are definitely going to see it in the collective, and I'm going to explain exactly, you know, what that's going to look like as we, as we unroll the year. So, here it goes. So for those of you, by the way, who are new to the channel, welcome, welcome. My name's Erliana, and I do um, Helen, mostly Hellenistic astrology, and I blend it with modern. So um, anyway, yeah, let's get right into this. So um, this, I did the month of January, you know, it was more granular about this, the exact month. And I will say that as all these things I'm going to talk about today are, we're going to break these down in depth um, as the year rolls on, and I'm certainly going to continue. I have more guests coming and um, more more wonderful uh, astrology guests coming back, so it's going to be really great. So stay tuned. We're going to you know dive deep into these things, but I want to give you a a sense, an overview, and some things to think about that will help you you know in this year. So um, January we have. Um, three planets stationing direct we have mercury stationing direct mars and uranus so mercury retrograde okay we've discussed that and, and um you know that is not a big major earth shattering event it happens three to four times a year the mars retrograde is specifically probably the most important one that's stationing direct and it's going to be what march uh, january 12th or so and that is because it's been retrograde for several months and it's been out of bounds and so um, and it'll still stay out of bounds. It won't leave out of the crazy out of the lane energy is not going to leave till May 5th. So, but the retrograde, uh, stationing retrograde and moving forward. So this war of the words that we've been feeling and hearing and seeing, you know, and, um, the, but also courage and power in speaking up and considering alternative viewpoints and other listening to other people's points of view is, is still very much in, in at at, um, at play with Mars. And it's funny because the other day there was this. Um, did I mention this already? If if I did, forgive me. It is Mercury retrograde. <laughs> we can repeat. Um, Disney World. They they had put down this protocol because so many people were getting into fights that they had to put down this. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this, the protocol about um, be the magic you wish to see in the world, because people were just like fighting so much and, 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 and TikTok videos going viral of people punching each other. It's like, oh, my God, you know, that's what I always warned about when Mars going retrograde and Gemini and out of bounds, like, OK, can we just like not fight? <laughs> Breathe before you fight. Breathe before you speak would be is a very great. Um, lots of pranayam. Uh, to to calm the reactive mind. But anyway, Mars stationing direct, very uh, big deal. Um, it's been, it'll have been in um, in the sign of Gemini for seven months. So that's more than half a year with, with everything Gemini related. Siblings, sibling rivalry. I, I talked about Prince Harry in the last podcast and Meghan and, you know, all of that certainly coming to play. Um, Mars will be, um, will not go into, uh, it will go then into move into cancer. Um, but you know, that'll be a little bit later, but what I wanted to, um, in March, it won't be till March. Um, but I wanted to just say overall that, yes, that is a, it's a big deal because it's spend so much time there and Mars only retrogrades every like two years. So it's, it's a big deal. Uh, Uranus stationing direct very close around the same time um, towards the end of the month. So a lot of turmoil and turnaround around um, 
you know, directions and goals and, and directions that we take, especially with, with Uranus going direct in Taurus, it is, you know, the, um, the ability to find effective changes regarding um, resources and uh, natural resources, nature, the earth, the environment. I have to say, if, if there's two, I would say overall for the year, if there's two big themes that come up, certainly between eclipses and Pluto's ingress and squaring the nodes and all of that, um, really loud about um, the earth and where do we go from here? And what essential turning points regarding our earth, our natural resources, the things that are dear to us, mother nature. This is this these next two years are really 23, 24, 2023, 2024, huge turning points there um, for how we're going to take these changes and what are we going to anchor, especially with Pluto and Aquarius for 20 years. So that's one nature, and I would say women you know, and the rights of women and nurturing ourselves and healing. Uh, there's there's a lot of indicators for that as well. Roe Wade, um, all of these uh, conversations are going to be revisited and brought up. Rights, certainly human rights, huge. Um, the rights of women, not just Roe Wade. I mean, we see like the women in Iran and the men that are supporting them. We're going to be seeing more of that. Um, and so um, just in terms of that, women and nature, I think, are, good, are just huge. Um, I'm going to talk also about Kamala Harris, uh, because uh, she's she's part of the mix, too. Um, so that brings us into uh, so that busy month of January, Mercury Mars Uranus stationing direct. Uh, February. It's interesting. I looked at Kamala Harris's chart again, and she's in her Saturn return. She's got Saturn at 28 Aquarius. So she's coming into that final, here it is, the pinnacle, Saturn return, major life change between 27 to 29 is the first one, 57 to 59 is the second, 87 to 89 is the third. She's in her second. Um, it's in her ninth house. And so, um, you know, it's going to be uh, the exact point would be February 18th is when she it's that. What would we say when you've been through two Saturn returns? It's an initiation. <laughs> They're always an initiation, especially that second one, the mentor, the elder. Anyway, um, that's February 18th. And I'm going to mention her later in the podcast, too. So stay tuned to the end because there's there's something very important coming up about her uh, this year, especially at the end of the year. Um, March 7th, we have, I'm oh, sorry, March, month of March, definitely the uh, busiest, most profound, not that we won't have profound changes and opportunities of transformation, but March will be a major, major shift, probably the busiest uh, month of the year in terms of astrology, because we got two major planets, outer planets, changing signs. We have Saturn into Pisces, right? We've talked about that Elodie Saint-Ange-Aubus. Um, we talked about that a few months ago when I had LOD on the podcast and Cassandra Tyndall, wonderful uh, Cassandra. Hello, Cassandra from Australia um, and Ari Moshe Wolf talking about Pluto and Aquarius, which will be happening on March 23rd. So um, we're going to be unpacking these again more in detail. But Saturn into Pisces, this is it's always big when Saturn changes signs, spends about two and a half to three years. In this case, Saturn will be there for about three years in the sign of Pisces. Um, you know, Saturn's been in domicile for five years because he's one in charge, Capricorn and Aquarius. So that's a lot of Saturn energy being doing its Saturn thing in the most in the most powerful place. You know, like when you're the home team in football and, you know, when you're playing on your home turf, you're at your most powerful. So Saturn's moving out of that dignity and into Pisces. And so that's, that's water, that's Jupiter ruled, and it's mutable, and it's um, water. So wow, you know, that there's a very loud change. And, um, you know, that really speaks to our reality structure being dissolved, the dissolution of the material world, and the what is real and what is not, uh, what do we believe? What do we know? Definitely speaks to religion, spirituality, um, and maybe uh, the things like that, what we sacrifice for what we love. And so that those are major themes. I would say historically, I remember back um, one um, 
one of the earlier uh, when Saturn went into Pisces in the early 1964 or so uh, that's when Vatican II convened so again here it is this it was the dissolution of old ways where um, Catholic girl here I remember it clearly um, they did away with the Latin mass can you believe they had that lat that dang Latin mass for like 2,000 years it's like can you just speak in people's modern tongues will they finally listen yeah everybody was leaving the church right you know it's like the um the uh uranus uh pluto conjunction was happening around that time so there was definitely this radical departure from um you know typical you know ways of doing things and saturn in those vatican councils they did away with the latin mass and they modernized basically it was a modernization and so it was this huge restructuring around the very foundations of of what they you know were were um coming up with so um and of course to this day you know the these changes so here it is again you know a really defining moment for organized religion any organized religion um certainly reforms and just restructuring uh and i would say for us you know in terms of our spiritual path getting very significant around and very committed to our spiritual path in maybe in ways that are dissolving the ways we believed or thought, thought that we had our religion all figured out, you know, tidy and airtight. I think you'll see a lot of people um, maybe dissolving and reforming uh, a line along new lines of, of what, um, what are they devoted to? What are they committed to in terms of not just religion and spirituality and, and, and spiritual wisdom, but esoteric wisdom, but also um, the things that we love because it's Jupiter rule, you know, it's, it's Neptune. uh, I'm sorry. um, Jupiter's (laughs) I'm going too fast here. Saturn in Pisces, that is, you know, Jupiter's temple, Pisces, right? So this is, uh, but it speaks to, you know, when you think about Pisces, you also think about art and beauty, beauty and art and love and um, poetry and like the ideal expressions and ideal forms of expression of artistic expression. So we could also say this is a period is starting this year where we will get serious around what we love and what is beautiful to us and artistic pursuits and and things. So I would, you know, get serious, get serious about those, um, those pursuits. So that's like an overall message for Saturn and Pisces. Um, that's March 7th. March 23rd, Pluto changes into Aquarius and for the first time. So it'll be at zero Aquarius for a few months. It'll retrograde back and forth from um, zero Aquarius, retrogrades at zero, dips its toe into the, the future, the potential of Aquarius. Then it, And then it kind of steps back into the old. So there's this threshold. And Ari Moshe Wolf spoke very eloquently about this. So if you haven't listened to that part two podcast, and part one and part two definitely give that a listen but we he spoke he um this speaks to this the um the old guard giving way to the new guard right pluto and capricorn was last there the american revolution as we can you know very obvious um that kind of profound change in the collective so it's a deep cathartic transformation into the individual right that was the age of back then the age of enlightenment you know and so this this idea about the aqua the aquarian ideal of future and liberty and progress and freedom coming to the fore um there's definitely a crisis opportunity right same word in chinese crisis opportunity for humanity and the collective uh regarding you know innovation large social movements um you know i remember in in world history that after the american revolution happened then it, it spurred a whole spate of revolutions in central and south america so everybody kind of got on the democracy bandwagon right and so it 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 was like the the origin for all of that and and it certainly um gave birth to that idea collectively around the planet 
So there is this death and rebirth between the old order and the new. And um, I would say, you know, where we get to explode and break down these societal conditioned behaviors, societal behaviors, and all this unconscious conditioning that we have so held on to for so long to the point where we, we, we couldn't even see it, like the fish in dirty water, right? So that Pluto is breaking that down. And I think it's about introducing us like, hey, what's available when we break down all this unconsciousness around our reality structure and what the rules we've been living by. And then what's it like to come from the future, the kind of person that we wanna be, Aquarian, right? Coming from the future, the Kundalini light body, if you wanna really get esoteric about this. Um, and Saturn and Pisces will will definitely help you with that one. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that where they are in those two signs. So, you know, bringing these things, uh, making this very real for us, um, bringing in the future self, AI is is a huge piece of this, right? In the future of artificial intelligence, and um, and what about what kind of intelligence is? It, you know, where is the role of artificial intelligence in our society, and what what happened to good old fashioned natural intelligence? Wink, wink. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, there's this a, a crisis and a turning point. And the crisis leading to opportunity and rebirth. So um, again, that'll play out over 20 years. You know, that rules an entire generation of people. But we'll get the the gist of this over from March to when Pluto goes retrograde, and a few months later, um, when all, over those months you'll see it's like the preview of of 20 years of what what it can bring, what the potential is, what potential is available. So that's really big. March, April, May, preview of, of those 20 years. Um, March 25th, Mars leaves Gemini and goes into Cancer. Now, normally that's, I'm not saying that, that's not a major transit like the way Pluto and Aquarius is. Um, but it, like I said, because it's been seven months there and because you won't see Mars retrograde for two years, it has a very deep and important significance for this year. I think once it gets into Cancer, it's considered in its... Um, in its fall, quote unquote, in, in detriment, so-called detriment, right? Because Mars wants to be the obnoxious, you know, rude, clobbering energy. And uh, in Cancer, it's like, you have to take that energy and refine it. You have to take that. And, and what is that saying in the Bible that plowshares, uh, turn your swords into plowshares? I think that's what, it, yeah. So let's not be destructive with our energy and, and our impulse and our desire. Let us um, refine that into something that is productive. And certainly in cancer, it would be about productivity around healing, around vulnerability, being strong and courageous with vulnerability, with intimacy, with nurturing, with healing, with women, standing up, for example, with like women, battered women, that would be, you know, people with Mars and cancer, are, you know, wonderful with, um, you know, I see that in like charts of people who are like domestic violence survivors or people who, who um, direct themselves to assist others in that way. So I think, like I said, that's part of a situation that's bringing us to these places around women and healing this year opportunities um by april we have our first um we have our eclipse season is back so april 20th 420 uh-huh right little cosmic joke from the universe 420 the solar eclipse um anyway that is going to be at 29 aries so the nodes don't move until july 17th from taurus and scorpio they're going to move into aries and libra so we're going to have, it's like it, it, over this year of 2023, the eclipses are wobbling from a, the Aries-Libra axis. It'll wobble back into Taurus-Scorpio. You know, there's this little like messy crossing point. And then it goes into in the fall, it will have one more solar eclipse in Scorpio and, and then it'll it'll completely shift. But um, this, this one speaks in, in, especially in in the month of April, May, I think there's definitely disruptions, major endings and major beginnings around financial markets, our resources, the things that we hold dear, um, a disruption and a reset 
right? So it's there's economic reset. Um, I see it also for earth changes, um, eclipse, the eclipses um, in earth and water signs, Taurus and Scorpio. So earth and water, as we have seen with the news headlines of you know these extreme weather events, one that we've just come through. If you're holding a ticket from Southwest Airlines, you're still looking for your luggage. So yeah, it definitely uh, speaks to disruptions around our, our comfort zones. Um, I would also say too about king tides, you might want to I've been researching what more about what this means, but a king tide is uh, when tides are extremely high and they end up flooding coastal areas. So you could Google it for the area in which you live and find out when the king tides are um, prominent in the in your coastal area. But um, they were pretty prominent around the time of Hurricane Nicole, which was in in Florida when it did. Um, no, was it Nicole? No. And, Ian, Hurricane Ian, where it just decimated Fort Myers, Florida, and um, and all of that. So I would say too, because at that time there's uh, Mars is going to be um, in Cancer, and it, so we could be seeing water, you know, not not just water events but water wars and i think about lake powell and there's all these water agreements that the tribes and the states of, of nevada utah um california are working out and drawing up so um we we're seeing a lot of that going on so that will be very loud in our consciousness um you know eclipses weather uh finance finance resources the earth um moving and new 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 chapters beginning dramatic new chapters beginning um may may 5th uh, mars leaves it's out of bounds so it's this problem solving and solutions come are not as far out there but so that window for innovative problem solving is is now through you know may 5th or so so once it gets into may 5th it's mars is back in his lane he's driving along within those pavement lines uh, May 16th, we have um, Jupiter moves into Taurus. Um, Stormy Grace interviewed me about this a, a few weeks ago. I should, I got to put that link up. And anyway, yeah, Jupiter, what that looks like. We did a fun romp of Jupiter through Taurus. I think this one very much speaks about efficiency and rights, rights about the earth and being uh, conscious around um, the earth, environmental rights, um, new, and I'm certainly in speaking to the following year, 2024, when Jupiter will conjunct Uranus and Taurus, which would be really dynamic. And whoa, those eclipses are going to totally blow us out of the water. Um, but the earth rights, environmental rights, um, of course, women and values on a, on a spiritual level, on an inner inner landscape, you know, self-esteem, breakthroughs, hope and joy and confidence and optimism around one's uh, one's values and one's self-esteem. So that should be very, very exciting. And that happens two weeks after the eclipse um, season. So um, that brings us into late May. And this is one of the first dates that I would love for you to take adva advantage of and to really meditate on. Um, it's depending on your time zone, it'll be like that weekend of May 20th, 21st, uh, Jupiter is going to be squaring the nodes and Pluto, Jupiter will be conjunct, pretty much conjunct the nodes, um, early degrees of Taurus squaring Pluto. And, um, this is a fixed square. So fixed signs, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, that weekend, um, it's gonna, Mars will line up there too. It's pretty amazing. Let me just pull that up, hold on. Okay, let me show you what that looks like. So here's the chart for Washington DC for that weekend, Saturday, May 20th, 11 in the morning. So it could be, you know, 21st in the, like say Australia, all you fabulous Australians and New Zealanders and everyone in points east of the USA. Check this out. Um, here is notice that it is it's angular for the city of Washington. So that wow, a fixed square, something's got to give, big turning point. Um, but for everyone in the collective, notice here how Pluto at zero Aquarius, it's it's gone retrograde, and it is also making that exact square. Remember, these are critical degrees. Zero degrees of a sign is always critical. It's giving you a preview of the next. Um, of, of um, well, for example, with Pluto, like we were saying, it's the, a preview of the next 20 years. 
but there's a certain point on that weekend so that would be like a week or so before usa memorial day here we are in the spring it's only two weeks after the eclipse season usually eclipse season things settle down but like here comes what i'm seeing the words choice point as andrea michelle would say a choice point i am getting her back don't worry i, I am I'm in, I'm in contact <laughs> we're gonna have her back we're gonna talk about a lot of great things with her too She's one of the amazing, uh, one of the many great astrologers here. So I'm I'm thrilled to be um, getting back with everyone. But anyway, here is this zero degrees of, of critical degree, right? This is the, the, the oak tree contained in the acorn, right? So there's this huge uh, potential. And how are we going to use that? Well, here, here's an opportunity on that weekend, that grand fixed square, Mars, our courage, our passion to be ourselves and to shine our light, um, right? And then the nodes, the evolutionary, where we have to lean into our our values, the things that are important to us, are redefining what's the things that are important to us, letting go of fear and control and having to have it all figured out, making friends with the unknown, embracing the unknown rather than running from it, embracing transformation knowing that something better comes when we face our deepest fears and like the shaman, you know, moving out from the other, the other side uh, through that and what that will have uh, the effect of that on the next 20 years, as we move into this age of um, gosh, you know, AI internet, the future self, what does the future self look like? How do we want to carve that? How, what, what do we want to settle and create? And, you know, fixed signs is all about stability. What kind of, uh, ex transformational expression of uh, uh, transformation do we want to um, agree on and settle into um, so we'll have a wonderful opportunity um, on May 20th that's for sure okay May 20th 21st uh, June Pluto will continue to square the nodes so May June July very very important evolutionary uh, opportunities there July 17th, the nodes will actually finally shift. So it'll go from zero uh, degrees of Scorpio into 29 degrees of Aries and Libra. And 29 degrees is also critical degree, right? So that zero is, is um, the critical degree, the, the evolutionary potential. 29 degree is, is, is also known as a karmic degree. And that is where uh, we had our, um, our first Aries eclipse, 29 degrees of, of Aries back in April. So the nodes will be at that particular point, July 17th. And I didn't know if I said this, but definitely about a revolution in consciousness. Um, July, I mean, sorry, in the just jumping back to April for a moment, that eclipse on July 29, um, April 20th at 29 Aries, um, the American Revolution started with the sun at 29 Aries. So I thought, wow, isn't that cool? Here we are talking about a revolution of consciousness and so um but that'll definitely speak about this with the sun there and jupiter very close this you know and again we'll unpack this more in depth as time goes on but that speaks very loudly to these new chapters opening around one's courage one's passion one being the individuated self right with air 29 aries you know perfecting and mastering courage and passion and leadership and so um, that that eclipse is, you know, super juicy for that. The passion to to stand up and harmonize and create new agreements that are where we're not selling ourselves out, but we're also thinking about others. So, yeah, very in, amazing time. So the the Aries Libra axis will be um, activated July seventeenth. About the nodes will shift Aries Libra. So the uh, Mars will now be the North Node and Venus will be ruling the South Node. In the last year and a half, we've had Venus ruling the North Node, Venus and Taurus, and Mars ruling the South Node. So you still got the same rulers, but they're in different signs and they're now cardinal. These will be cardinal eclipses, right? Aries and Libra are cardinal signs. So this indicates a turning point and a new direction, moving in a new direction. So, and very much about self um, empowerment. And I would say too, in general, you know, um, South Node Venus can talk, can be about 
look, there's an elephant in the room and we're not going to play nicey nice and be like, I don't want to confront. Okay, I'll just kind of like put a velvet throw over that elephant. And it's like, no, no, we have to be able to have uh, create connections by approaching things and not feeling like I have to like not being afraid of confrontation of but working taking the best of the south node which is like yes we know how to say things in a positive uh constructive way and so we're we're not going to be doormats but we're also not going to we're not going to not address the elephant in the room you know so that would be uh kind of what i have to say about that it's time to talk about the whatever elephant is in the room in your life and in in your relationships and partnerships and agreements with others this is going to be these eclipses will you know be helping us uh, transforming and showing us you know they show us what where our blind spot is so um so there's that the other important date i want to share with you is july 22nd to 23rd pluto you know how I said he's kind of going, he's he's got that foot toe in Aquarius, zero degrees. And then he's like, oh, and so he's like kind of on that threshold of between, you know, the future and the past, Capricorn being Saturn in the past and traditions and and Pluto in the sign of Aquarius is, is Saturn's emphasis on the future and uh, defining, you know, a collective, like a world that works for all of us, right? So if it wasn't, it's not the Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, I make billions of dollars and I don't pay taxes, kind of capitalist, uh, white European men, male patriarchy, toxic masculinity, you know, all of that stuff that we've had for so long um, is to um, where it's getting transformed. So it's like those last, it's like the last gasp of, I will say, you know, old white men running the world i mean you know do you ever go to like look at all the presidents on the wall on a wall of like you know like in your schoolroom growing up you know here you're the teacher will put out all the presidents from like washington all the way to the current white men white men white men white men white men white men white you know it's like well finally you know after 200 years we got barack obama but it was like wait 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 right so think about that that energy of the you know what was the Declaration of Independence? Um, you know, all men are created equal. Oh, they never mentioned women. <laughs> Hello. Um, and so uh, not only that, it's like all white men were, and all white men that owned land were created equal. But see, that was like underneath, right? It was never like spoken. So we're breaking all of that down. And this year, we're going to be seeing this kind of, it's like that final last gasp of this old, stodgy hanging on to the past you know um and i'm not saying i'm gonna say make america great again that belongs into the in this conversation i'm not saying this as a political statement i'm saying that's part of like this this desire that the way in which to heal things is about oh there's this old notion of how things used to be and we must we must go back to those old ways I remember in high school, world history, learning about the age of Metternich and this 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 reaction. There was many phases in history. This is a part of the unfoldment of consciousness. You have that kind of past dragging you back, trying to change. But early 1800s, the age of Metternich, very much a reactionary phase, French history. Um, and, and so, it, you know, you, you have these this tug of war between, you know, letting go of the past and fully moving into the present moment. And so we have this tug of war going on. And we'll be seeing this as Pluto kind of one last trip goes, will retrograde back to 27 Capricorn and finally make his way out of Capricorn, finally into Aquarius. It doesn't permanently stay, happen and move forward in Aquarius until November of 2024. So this is like a two year, you know, yeah, you know, you're like, just, like okay let's transform ourselves and you're standing on that cliff edge it's like ah should i jump okay i'm gonna jump I'm kind of feeling that and it's kind of like this ah right but it's exciting and it's powerful then that retrograde in the late sign of capricorn the late degrees is really going to speak to this final transform of whatever we've been holding on to with this you know, toxic capitalism, like where's compassionate capitalism? Where's capitalism that works for all? You know, they game the system. 
may, maybe on paper in theory, it was like, oh, this is like a noble idea, you know, Adam Smith in the 1700s. But now it's like, we, we've clearly come to see that, no, it's not benefiting everybody. I know in the Sabian symbol for this speaks to this. Let me, let me get the exact words. Hold on a second. Okay, I got it. So for those of you who don't know what a Sabian symbol is, um, these are like divinatory, they're kind of like tarot symbols and they rep each 360 degrees of the zodiac, each one has this, um, a, a symbolic image. And there's there's Chandra symbols, Sabian symbols, there's different um, sets of, of divinatory symbols, but they, they represent a facet of consciousness. And the one for 29 degrees of Capricorn, it says here on this website, 30 degrees, zero degrees counts as a degree in astrology. So the 29th degree of of a sign is actually the 30th degree, not to get you crazy, but that's just how it is. But look at what it says, a secret meeting of men responsible for executive decisions in world affairs, a secret meeting of men. So that in 29 Capricorn, that is this, that energy, it speaks to this you know, the, the final showdown, as I said to Ari, you know, it's like showdown at the OK Corral. Like you got John Wayne, you know, and, and coming to meet his nemesis and is like, what's it going to be? Pilgrim, you know, what <laughs> was oh, that interesting? Pilgrim, right? All the colonialism and and the slavery genocide of the native people, of African people speaking to this outrageous like we we're we're healing whether we like it or not you know you can be as much um you know maga or what however you want to define um you know these these groups these very extreme fringe groups that want to hang on to the past like i said there's been many throughout history it's nothing new it's part of consciousness we can't hate on it we have to just see it for what it is we embrace it mother love you know om bakanze bakanze maha bakanze raza samangate soha <laughs> that's the mantra for the, the the divine mother the bodhisattva of compassion so when we separate when we, we when we recognize these things we can infuse this with consciousness and that is what will shift our consciousness is what is shifting and so all of that will is coming up to be healed but this secret this uh 29 degrees of capricorn a secret meeting of men responsible for executive decisions the power to assume responsibility for crucial choices arrived at after mature discussions with those who share this power, we are all, it says here, we are all aware, this is, again, this is, I think, Dane Rogers' interpretations. Uh, we are all aware now of the work of secret committees in the White House and at all levels of government. The student of esoteric philosophy believes, excuse me, of the existence of what has been called an inner government, quote unquote, which has the power to direct or guide the evolution of our planet or and of mankind. Some people speak of occult hierarchy or of the white lodge. Now, when they say white lodge, they're not talking about white people, they're talking about white light, um, higher dimensional beings. Here again is what at, at is what is at stake is a quote, seeing through of the facts of the telluric processes and human history, assuming that these facts are at least in part the outcome of the decisions of a Supreme Council of quasi-divine beings. Obviously the symbol can also, also refer to what occurs at the more ordinary level of business and politics. At any level, it, it refers to the highest form of social interaction. This is related to the sign of Capricorn. We see it in it, the culmination of social responsibility and a reference to executive power. I just love that. So. Not that we have to agree with that. That's one person's interpretation, but it's a jumping off point. And we can kind of, you know, take that in and feel feel through it. But I do feel that, again, that is very much at play, especially with the eclipses, that, that 29 Aries eclipse, you know, squaring that, that thing. So this desire for the individual, for freedom and liberty and equality, equality and fairness, you know, coming into um, taking on uh, that energy. So it's that the death throes of this old order of things. Uh, let's see, two more things before we wrap up uh, major events. Venus will go retrograde in the sign of 28 Leo. It'll go back to 12 degrees of Leo. 
Um, Venus only retrogrades about every year and a half. So that's that's an important transit. Yes, it's a, it's a close personal planet, but when it retrogrades, just like Mars, we pay attention. The fact is why this is so important, and it's more important than other Venus retrogrades, it's going to happen at the end of July. So it's interesting because July 22nd and 23rd is this um that weekend, that's the other date that I wanted you to. So first one was 20, 20th, 21st of May. And then the other one is July 22nd or 23rd. If you're in the Eastern hemisphere, um, Pluto will make a grand cardinal square at 29 degrees of Capricorn. Um, it's in uh, with the sun. And uh, let me see if I can pull that up. Hold on. Okay, here we go. So isn't this cool? Um, yeah, here's the Grand Cardinal Square. So, you know, there's this, here's this, the, the, the old order passing away. And what is Pluto grappling with? We've got cardinal signs, the nodes at cardinal, um, karmic cardinal degrees, right? This is like, what's, what's going to shape our destiny moving forward. And here is the 29th degree, 29th degree, the sun, right? For that, for that weekend the sun's going to pass so it's a square with the nodes but then the sun's going to pass by in that moment on um july 22nd so this will be at play for days before you know and and uh like i said june may june june july very very strong pluto squaring the nodes for months but at this exact moment is what i i'm like fascinated with um, interesting, a lot of spirit is going to be conjunct the sun of the USA. So there's a lot of indicators. Remember, I'm going to be talking about Kamala shortly, so stand by. Um, so here's, this is conjunct a Sirius and the USA sun, a lot of spirit. So the ones, you know, the, our, our collective soul path, you know, leaning into what the moon, right? Moon energy, cancer. Well, where's the moon? Oh, moon in Virgo. Wow. Okay. Um, comfort and security with certainly our food. Um, I would say too, nature, food, health, service, the way in which we, the way in which we process, you know, the mind and the, the discerning mind um, in terms of the Virgoic archetype, um, you know, it's the virgin. So it's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's goddess, it's about fertility and, and harvesting and taking what's essential from you know separating the wheat from the chaff and what is essential and important to women and the workplace i think too women in the workplace will be very strongly um highlighted here amongst many many facets of this uh but women being so very prominent right the sun is our 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 life force our vitality so that sun in cancer at that critical degree um, what what are we going to master and what are we going to become slaves to? The old order or a new order, which is emerging, which is the divine feminine, the, the goddess, the compassionate mother, you know, what, and so letting go of this old archaic uh, forms of society that uh, ruled, you know, by white men for hundreds of years, you know, that the death throes of that and embracing, I'm not hating on men by any means, it's you know, creating a conscious, a society where, you know, men's male energy, male energy can be there to support women and to support growth and, and vulnerability and intimacy. So there's this huge paradigm shift occurring. And our, our, um, our evolution depends on this, this North Node leaning into uh, being strong and bold and courageous and creating this this change and taking the best of the, the you know not being lazy and not being like like I said ignoring the elephant in the room it's like no let's talk about the elephant but we can do so we have this solar memory of knowing how to do this um, in a compassionate way and so I just love and look the part of fortune happens to be zipping by on that day like in that exact moment oh I <laughs> I didn't plan this, but it's 9-11, 9-11 a.m. in Washington, D.C. Isn't that interesting? Um, and this is all in the support axis houses for, for Washington in the, you know, money, finance, the, the resources that support us, whether it's actual financial resources and or soul agreements and things, what we owe, what we owe to ourselves, what we owe to others, 
and you know fifth and eleventh houses, our tribe and our our ability to um, you know our children and our our love our what our love affair with the with um, you know I think about the fifth house like love affair. Yeah, I'm not here to break all this down right now, but um, you know Saturn and the Sun, right? Where the boundaries and how we set up this new paradigm. So anyway, um, yeah, I just I I just love that particular date for that reason. Um, to finish this, I would say um, Venus, the next day after that, Venus goes retrograde at 28 Leo. Um, and so, uh, wow, Leo rules monarchs, heads of state. Um, it, it's our vital life force. It's the sun. What are we doing? Basically, we're revisiting our loyalties and our agreements. What, what and who are we in love with? Uh, what and how does that define our values? What's important to us? Our finances, the the values, the talents and skills that we have. Um, you know, so this is very very deep. This is a very deep message. This is deeper than any Venus retrograde I've ever seen, because Venus is the ruler of the South Node. So um, where where have we been willing to just um, you know in our intimate relationships where we wanted we want so want peace and harmony that we don't address important things that need to be discussed uh, where we feel like um, maybe we've been taken advantage of being like you know the, the shadow side of of Libra being vacillation can't decide can't decide you know or being a doormat you know where have we allowed people to walk on us, walk all over us in our intimate family relationships and our relationships with our with all of our loved ones. And so this is giving a, a really powerful opportunity here as when Venus retrogrades, it'll go around up till September 3rd, about July 23rd to September 3rd, we're rethinking all these lines. And since she's the ruler of the South Node, that has a lot to do. What we discover during that Venus retrograde is really going to be, um, we're going to reset a lot of priorities. That's what I'm hearing. And I'm seeing these words as I'm speaking. Yeah, we're, we, it's a reset of what's important to us. And that will affect us certainly because of the, with the eclipses in the signs of Mars and Venus, you know, ruling this Venus ruling the South node. So there's this falling away of maybe where we have not wanted to address equality, for example, or fairness. There's this falling away, and there's this um, there's a where it needs to shift is us speaking up and standing up, and the desire to um, carve a new path. So um, Venus, uh, sorry, um, that'll be that's. Uh, July, August into September, um, Uranus will station retrograde in late degrees of Taurus. Um, very close, Jupiter's pretty close to that. A little bit of a preview for 2024, but we won't get into that on this particular podcast. Um, but, you know, certainly I, I talk a little bit about that in Stormy Grace's interview. So catch that one. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, we're going to close out in terms of a very important developments. Uh, the final one would be in October, we have our eclipses in um we have a libra so it's again 21 degrees of libra a, a solar eclipse and then the lunar eclipse will be october 28th at five degrees of scorpio so that'll be our last uh scorpio i believe it is our last scorpio eclipse taurus scorpio eclipse axis as it wiggles out and in, into fully into the cardinal sign uh, eclipses what the the thing i want to mention is about kamala harris but before I do, that particular eclipse on October 14th is conjunct this fixed star called fixed star called Spica, S-P-I-C-A. Not Spica of the house, but <laughs> I'm sorry, my back hurts and I need to go to Costco. So anyway, <laughs> I gotta I gotta wrap this up. But I'm, I'm getting a little crazy here. And plus I haven't eaten yet. Oh, low blood sugar. Oh, what am I doing? Anyway, um, Lee, um, 21 degrees conjunct Spica. That's a very, um, a very fortunate fixed star. So even though the eclipse, uh, that eclipse is a south node eclipse, the sun is in its fall in Libra. So you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen to women and equality? It's like, well, 
the fact that it's conjunct speaker, I feel there's a mitigation there and it can bring some, it, it's, speaker is called the fortunate one in, in, um, in the fixed star lore. And it's called, it's known as a Bahanian star. And there's only, I think maybe, I'm not an expert on fixed stars by any means, but I think there's only like four Bahanian stars, which are ones that are used for like magic and a very deep esoteric study, but that is a very fortunate star. And so I think about what the eclipse is um, conjunct speaker, and as it squares the that old those those yucky old <laughs> old toxic patriarchal uh, Pluto and Capricorn at twenty seven degrees of Capricorn, the same degree as the USA Declaration of Independence, Fourth of July. Right. So this is a this is a, a point about equality and women, women as leaders, because Libra is a cardinal sign. So, you know, maybe it's a, the, the fall of how we've held women to be and, and where we had been um, unconscious to this uh, outrageous opportunity and where, where we have just where it has not happened before. And I think that also that particular eclipse is angular. It's in the first, fourth, tenth. Um, and seventh houses of the United of um, for Washington D.C. So I'm wondering, is that a, a signal of leadership? If it's not actual leadership, like maybe Kamala Harris will take on um, more of a role or her roles because she's remember she's just coming out of her Saturn return in February. So that could that could mean literally, you know, women in power. And I think about her because her. Her son and her uh, her son's at twenty seven Libra, so that's this eclipse is very close to her son. So these these Aries Aries Libra eclipses are going to be happening. Very powerful change for Kamala. What how that looks, we'll see. Uh, I'm not going to get deeper into this right now, but I will later in the year. But I I think it's worth mentioning and. Um, you know, the fact that it's angular for the city of Washington. And even if you, you know, don't see that or, or you know, adhere, you know, want to go there with that particular line of thinking, just imagine just, meta, you know, metaphorically for women and equality and a passion for justice and equality and fairness. And again, the divine feminine being that leadership paradigm of um, women leader or just compassionate leadership, regardless of your gender, you, you could be non-binary, you know, it's like, it's okay, we're, we're including everyone here, you know, everyone's invited to this party. That should be a really exciting eclipse. What eclipse is ever boring? None of them, but this one, this conjunct speaker. All right, so who's going to be the speaker of the house? Oh, get me out of here. Ah, these are bad jokes. Okay. Anyway, so I have to go to Costco. And <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful year. And um, I, I so appreciate all your help and, and all your feedback and love and prayers and uh, sending you lots and lots of great, great prayers for the highest and highest um, blessings for you, for you all in this new year. And I'll see you soon. Okay, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and love to hear your thoughts about 2023. Okay, take care. Bye for now.